You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and you are rocking with us here on an all-new episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, straight out of the gate, I need to let you know that since December 4th of 2018, the day that we started this podcast, we have never once had a repeat guest on the show, meaning no one has ever been on this show twice, but today things have changed. We are welcoming back friend of the show, Dean Graciosi, New York Times bestseller, nationally and internationally covered speaker, mastermind extraordinaire, a whole bunch more I could go on, but if you don't know Dean, you are going to get to know him, and if you haven't checked out the first episode we did with Dean, I highly suggest you doing so after this episode. Today, Dean is joining us to talk about a whole slew of topics that will help you level up your life, so if you are new to the show, you picked a phenomenal episode to tune into, and if you're a returning member, a part of our faithful community, I'm really excited to be able to yet again amplify Dean. Dean's message to all of you who are tuned in, and you want to know what? Being that you're tuned in, we have something very special for you on February 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Dean and Tony Robbins are doing a free, once-in-a-lifetime free online training that you really do not want to miss. They are going to be teaching you how to turn what you already know into extraordinary success and impact, to say the least. I highly suggest you take advantage of this offer. Like I said, it is totally free 99 to be able to do so. All you have to do is go to the link in the show notes of this episode. All you have to do is reserve your seat. That's it. There's no money involved, no credit cards, no, Hey, hold my spot type of thing. This is totally on them because they absolutely love giving back, which is why Dean is hopping on here yet again, right? So Tony's the host, Dean's the host, and they have two very special guests, Russell Brunson and Jenna Kutcher. I would not miss this if I was you, which is exactly why I'm here amplifying this message to you. So again, to be able to check this out, to reserve your seat, all you have to do is go into the show notes of this episode, click on the link that says mattskbb.com and you will be directed there. You don't even need to stop listening to this. You could do it all at the same time. And now without further ado, we bring to you our friend, Dean Graciosi. Dean, first and foremost, man, listen, I have to let you know, you are the first ever repeat guest on this show. (laughs) I feel amazing. I am so thrilled that it is you. So I want to say thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. Excited to have you here yet again. Thanks, dude. I'm honored. Good to be back, man. Let's, let's rock the house. If, listen, if I'm going to go twice, then I better deliver twice the value. So I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Oh, listen, you provided a ton of value. And I'm, telling, I'm not saying this to butter you up. I have no reason to do so. Like the feedback from the last episode when we were talking the underdog advantage was honestly like just so heartwarming to be able to amplify your message. Like, it is phenomenal. So I do appreciate that. And I'm excited Thanks, for what you're bringing today. Yeah. So Dean, last time you were on here, I kicked off the show with asking you how you personally define success and you defined it as choices. Now we're here to talk about an amazing opportunity you and your partners are providing. And again, I'm very excited to amplify this. So when it comes down to choices, we're just going to jump right into this. There yeah, is a it, traditional, traditional education system. And then yep. there is the self-education system, right? So I want to kick this off with your opinion on how the traditional education system can stay afloat in regards to college and things of that nature. Like what are the changes that need to be implemented for them to actually stay around? Yeah. And there's actually a third one too, we should talk about, and that's your own trial and error, right? There's like traditional, there's trial and error and there's self-education. So here's what I believe about the education system. Listen, and and this isn't somebody who's bitter. This is, this is, you know, bitter because I didn't go to college or I wasn't smart enough. It's not that at all. It's just, you see that it's a failing system. And and I'm not going to repeat the things everybody knows. Everybody knows that college debt right now is $1.5 trillion. We have a whole generation of millennials with college debt that don't know what to do with themselves. They're the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things said about college right now, if you Google it, is that by the time the ink dries on your diploma, what you learned is already outdated. And if you really look at it, this isn't about terrible teachers and universities. It's the world is evolving exponentially right? We could agree with that, Matt. Like it's, it's going so fast. It's hard to keep up. We can't imagine that, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago when I was in business, there was no internet. 
There was no iPhones. There was no, I used to fax. That was the only way. It was like FedEx came out and then fax. There was no podcast, no Instagram. None of this existed. Just 25 years ago, our world is going like this. The education system is just slowly evolving and it's passing them by. I mean, and so is prices. So college has gone up eight times faster than wages. So it's just, it just hasn't caught up. You know, and that's the last thing I'll say is, about colleges, and I'll tell you what I think they should do. Um, if you went back in time and grabbed somebody from 1920 and you brought them to today and they looked at an iPhone, nothing else, imagine what you'd think someone from 1920, 100 years ago, looking at an iPhone. It would be mind blowing, like mind blowing. All of it's on a phone. Well, simultaneously, if you brought them to a classroom or a university or a college, they'd say, yeah, the, the blackboard's now a whiteboard. Not much has changed. So it just hasn't kept up and it's been slowly coming and now it's here. The world sees it, they feel it, and the only way colleges are trying to fix it is raise their rates so they can afford all the people bouncing out. So we know that's happening. How colleges fix that? They need to look to what's going on in the self-education industry, the, the specialized knowledge world, right? I mean, you got Ginny Romney, the head of IBM, saying, the heck with blue collar, the heck with white collar. I want new collar. New collar people to me are smart enough to go out and get specialized knowledge, right? Napoleon Hill in 1937, Think and Grow Rich said, general knowledge, no matter how vast, how far, how much you get will never equate to financial success. You need specialized knowledge, basically going deep. So I think how colleges evolve, and I, and I know some of them are doing a really good job of trying, not most, is adopting that specialized knowledge. Like stop with all the stuff that you can, if you can Google it, why learn it? Learn the stuff that's got exponential change, right? It's the same thing with high schools and middle schools, right? We need to, we need to empower people with the tools and the specifics that change the world. And I think the more that they see that, uh, the more it'll change. Right. I definitely agree with you. And I have to ask you, why do you feel like individuals and I mean, hey, we're 17, 18 years old when we make these choices, maybe a little bit older. Why do you feel like we go into debt or or is it because we're not educated on it? And I'll give you a personal example. I mean, I went to college, lost every single college scholarship going into it. I tore the labor in my shoulder, no longer played baseball, basketball. Um, But I still went to college. My parents never paid for it. I went to public school knowing that I didn't want to come out a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And I'm not, I'm not the most financially educated at that point in my life. Right. I I made a ton of financial bird, you know, mistakes and things of that nature. So why do you feel like people willingly put themselves into that position? I think, you know what, it's a couple things. I think it has been so ingrained into us that we're supposed to go to school and get good grades and our parents pat us on the back when we get good grades and then we work really hard to get accepted to a college. I remember my buddies when I was graduating high school, like, oh my God, I got accepted to Miami University. Oh my God, right? So I think it's this, it's kind of like it's been around for so long that It's just the habit. It's like we get in line and we're following the person in front of us. And the thing is, college at some point was served a great purpose. And, you know, people that are professors or somebody that's going to college, please, no, I'm not poo-pooing you. I'm not trying to make you – I'm just telling you what's real, what's going on in the world. The statistics show what's happening is I think we're so used to it, Matt that we just feel that is the answer because the opposite of no college has always been, oh, you're going to be blue collar. You're going to be a mechanic. You're going to be an air conditioned repairman. I'm not knocking if you are. I'm just saying that's the way it was before people realized they could go down this other path of self-education, right? Um, I also think, um, yeah, I just think we're programmed, man. I just think it's a habit and sometimes it's hard to break the norm. I mean, I remember being a kid. Listen, my uncle Larry still stands out in my head. we all have our own story and you heard some of my past and I'm not going to go down that road other than my mom and dad were broke and my mom worked three jobs to make nothing. And one of my earliest memories, Matt, I'm sure you have a desire why you've done so well for yourself and you're successful. Mine was I hated watching my mom come home with her back hurt and her feet hurt. She cleaned houses. She cut hair. She painted houses. Um, and I just remember I want to be successful so I can retire my mom. And I remember telling my uncle Larry and my uncle Larry I remember since I was a kid, he's like, well, where are you going to go to college? If you're going to be wealthy, I need another college. I'm like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to make it. And he said, without college, son, you have no chance. Not in this world. It'll eat you up. And he wasn't a little wrong, man. He was completely wrong. My Uncle Larry struggled his whole life. He went to college. He had a nine to five job. 
fucking hated it for lack of a better word. When I got older, I realized hated his job, had a shitty ass car, borrowed money from my grandmother. I'm like, I'm not trying to be an ass. It's just that this we're so programmed that way that I I think that we just have done that for so long, but the tides have turned. Like legit self-education is becoming the new norm. I mean, it's, it's becoming cool. Again, I got back to Ginny Romney said, new collar, right? And you saw the the ads, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, they're hiring people without four-year degrees. And here's what I believe. I believe in five to 10 years, whether it's a job interview or you're going to partner with somebody, man, they'll say to you, all right, so you went to college. That's great. But where'd you get your self-education? Where'd you get your specialized knowledge? That's what they're going to be looking for. Look, oh man, I, I wanted to learn to be good on video. I went to a Dean mastermind. I learned want to do podcasts. I went to, to Matt. I did like... I think that's where the world, I don't think, I know that's where the world's going. And, you know, my partner, Tony and I, Robinson, I really want to help fuel that because it saved our lives. And I, I love to talk about self-education, but I don't want to keep going. I want to answer questions that you got, man. Oh, listen, I got a ton. And one thing that I learned about self-education, I mean, you see all these books in the back. I mean, I consider that yeah, self-education. It. it is, it sure is. <laughs> I have yours up here as well. Um, my thing is, how do you quote unquote test yourself to be able to retain the knowledge you're taking in when you're self-educating? Because that is one thing that I liked about schooling in general, right? And yep. I sucked at school for majority of my life. I'm the first, I was, I failed out of college, got kicked out of two high schools. The list goes on. Yeah. Um, but to that point, like I don't always retain everything from these yeah, books and from these courses. So what's your opinion or what's your tactic or habit to be able to retain that information? I love it. I love it. Okay. So I almost flunked out of school and I was in special ed because I can't read a book and retain knowledge. I, I have a really hard time reading. I'm, I'm not kidding. I just read the audio version of my book. It took me like two weeks because my brain just doesn't work in a way where I can read. Like either my brain goes too fast or my eyes go too fast, but I find myself like three sentences down from where I'm at and then I get lost and then I try to go back. So I have dyslexia. I was never diagnosed with it young, when I was young. Um, so I think the answer is finding out, the first answer is finding out what resonates with you. For me, I can listen to a book while I work out and I can remember the entire book. I could read a book four times, man, and remember some of it, like kinda. So you gotta discover what works for you. Is it audio? Is it video? Is it in person? Is it a workshop? Is it a mastermind? Surrounding yourself with other like-minded people? Or do you like to be alone at a library and read with a notepad? Like really take the time to understand, to know yourself. Like if I digest it, how does it stick? Another thing is like, maybe you read three, read a chapter and you have to go implement, take action, put notes down, give a timeline. Okay. I learned this marketing strategy. I'm going to do it by next Tuesday at two o'clock. So it's, it's the, it's the learning and then it's the implementation. So what I'd say, especially like what Tony and I worked on when him and I've been producing courses or learning from courses for 60 years combined. So when I'm going to give you a little behind the scene, man, when we created what we did to make sure people comprehended, learned, had the tactics, had the right strategies and then implemented, here's what I know you need. First is the right mindset. How old are you, Matt? I am 27 years old. 27. I remember that now. I remember you telling me you're 27. So, um, when I was 27, you're way more emotionally intelligent than I was at 27. I was on my way. I was, I was growing fast. But at 27, if someone said, hey, man, you want to get richer? You want to have a happier life? You want to fucking crush it forever? You got to shift your mindset. You have to you know, know that success leaves clues and surround yourself with the right people and focus on solutions. I would have been like, whatever, man. Just give me the tool to make money. I'm a hustler. Like that's, I know that's what my answer would be. And I was completely wrong because- I get the chat, I've touched the lives of millions of people, sold millions of books, been in million, crowd in front of hundreds of thousands of people collectively. I know what holds people back is the wrong mindset, the wrong belief, telling themselves a shitty story. Once they hit the first obstacle, they retreat, pull the chute and try for the next shiny object, right? So what you need to make a course, a book, a training, a mastermind work is you need to anchor in a, 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 a bulletproof mindset, right? So the first is mindset because you could give somebody a business to sell $20 bills for 10 bucks. They'll still screw it up. Uh, my friend said it won't work. Nobody likes $20 bills where I live. Like, Oh my God. Right. My wife said I'm crazy. Right. So mindset is the first part. The second part in this three tier, you said, what makes it work? Mindset that it's nonstop, uh, unstoppable. The middle is the tactics, the framework, the proven formula. So you got to learn from someone who's been there. Listen, we both know, and I'm not, knocking anybody, dude. But we both know in today's world, there's a lot of incredible influencers. That's what's so great about Outline. You can have access to people who've actually done it 
and learn from them. I also know there's a lot of influencers that just because they have a million followers and drive a, a G-Wagon, that they're considered an influencer when they don't have the depth and breadth to actually teach you how to get there. They might have got there just because you watch them, not because right. they develop something and not knocking anybody. They're all working hard. But so you need mindset, the tactics, the framework, and the proven formula from somebody who's already done it. You don't want to learn through general education. You're not going to learn that through your own trial and error. That's the heart of self-education. Learn from somebody who's already been there. But then the third part is having the implementation tool. So I got my mindset. I'm fired up. This is how you do it. Yeehaw! I got the blueprint. Now you have to have the, the action, the implementation. How do I put it into play right now before I fall back into old habits and go grab another book or go get another course? So it's those three things, mindset, tactics, implementation. That's huge. Now, and maybe I'm guilty of this. Maybe I'm wrong for doing this. But like, you know, you set that goal. You want to read 56 books in a year, one a week, right? You, you want to be continuously improving. Um, I oftentimes find myself picking up a book, finishing it, putting it down, picking up the next one, right? Like, do you suggest taking, a, you know, a break to be able to implement these three steps that you outlined here? Like, what do you, what do you feel Absolutely. like on that? Okay, right. so here's what I'd say. I try to burn through a book every two weeks. Uh, same with okay. me. I listen, and I listen when I work out. So it's, it's this double thing. If anybody wants a secret, like train yourself to like, like Pavlov's dog. When I work out, I, so I feel like I'm feeding my body and I'm feeding my mind. Like my wife still says, I need music. I get it, but I'm, 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 I got her now. She's finally listening to audiobooks while we work out because we just got this way to go faster, right? Um, but there's a lot of books that I listen to. Like I love David and Goliath. I love Malcolm Gladwell, all his books. There's so many books I love. I love listening to Wayne Dyer. When I'm, and when I'm on old school personal development, I'll go back to Jim Rohn and Dale Carnegie and I'll read, you know, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck and being like, whoa, this is awesome stuff, right? I'll go through that. And there's a lot of books that inspire me that I'll take some notes in my phone and go, oh, there's four things I want to implement in my life. Then there's other books that are mind blowing. Like, oh my God, I need to do this. Those are when I take a pause, man. That's when I get my mindset shifted. I, I extract what tactics I have to use and I go implement something like that. And that's when I'll go a month without reading a book because I need to take that. And whether it's a book, a course, for me, what really impacts me like that, books are kind of more my hobby. My life changes when I go to masterminds. And we'll talk more about that later. But legit, when I'm in a room with other people, I learn so much. Dude, if you and I were in a mastermind, there's zero doubts. There's one thing you could give me that I would be like, holy shit, Matt, I'm doing that today. And I know there's something I could give you. And you'd be like, holy shit, I'm going to put that in my business to explode my marketing. That's when I go, man, I got the right mindset. Matt's already done it. He's proven it. He's crushing it. Let me get the tactics from Matt. Thanks, brother. I'm going to implement right now. So those have been my little... I, if you ask anybody in my circle, they're like, Dean is an implementing machine because I do. I implement like a monster, but just like anything in life, uh, yes, get you out of Egypt. No, we'll take you to the promised land. Yes means you can't implement everything you learn in your books, dude. We, we can't. We can't implement everything you learn at a mastermind or at a workshop or through a Zoom call. You got to be like aware of those needle movers. Like, oh shit. Like when you feel that in your gut, you're like, oh damn, I got to do that. That for me means when I, when I, I, I got literally goosebumps telling you that when I feel it, I know for a fact I got to put it in my life. And I, and I, I have this urgency of like, I feel like I'm like always 10 points down. I know that might sound crazy, but like when I hear something that's so good, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to miss it. And I get almost like frantic and I do that on purpose because I don't want it to be a thing I heard. And then a year later you hear it again. You go, oh shit, I heard that a year ago. Why didn't I do it? Right? So just kind of differentiating the, the great idea that maybe someday compared to the must idea, just create a process in your life. The must, you got to get them working. Right. Right. Now, Dean, you bring up masterminds. I have to ask you, when was the first time you were in a mastermind, right? I think for me, the first time I was ever in like something I called a quote unquote mastermind was at 26, literally last year. Um, yeah. Four of my friends who are in different spaces and who are performing at high levels and in, in their own, you know, in their own ways, yeah. we just got together and we started, you know, 
trying to dissect different topics in business and in personal development, whether that's relationships yeah. or whatever the case is. Um, and it was great, but it died out. And we'll, we'll all admit it died out. So we started doing different things. We hosted um, events here in New York City, which were great. Tried making them larger. Next thing you know, we're at 300 person events. Wow. And we're like, all right, that's not fucking working either. Um, so then we just dialed it back down and now we're bringing in people to speak to us privately. But I'm curious, like when was the first time you were in a mastermind? I would say probably 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, like a legit mastermind. I did my, I held my first masterminds uh, and I started paying to go to masterminds. I'd say it's been the last 15 years. And since then I've been to probably over 300 days of masterminds, uh, either putting them on or going, I've spent over a million bucks. Um, and there's an art to it. I mean, that, and we'll talk more about it. It's why Tony and I wanted to share it with the world. Now a mastermind could be where you're collectively in a room, but I also consider a mastermind if you're on a zoom call and you got 20 great people on a zoom call or, or a workshop online where the leader is teaching us how to be better on social media or teaching us one YouTube trick or teaching us how to lose weight, run faster, you know, anything, right? Everything, every niche you could possibly imagine. If someone extracts what they know and shares, I want that. Like, I don't want to learn through trial and error. I don't want to go to school for four years. You figured it out, dude, give me it. I'll cut you a check. I'll pay for speed. I want to go faster, right? And when you realize that the world changes, but there's a couple of things you have to do in a mastermind to make them work. First, you have to create, and this, I'm just giving this for you, man, for future masterminds, you get your, you get some smart buddies together, create the culture of giving your best. I've been to masterminds where people kind of hold their best things to the chest and kind of give some good things. What I know is if you're a part of a mastermind where you go and you share your biggest breakthrough, the thing that's moved the needle the most in the last 90, 120 days, you set a culture of giving the best of the best. The other thing is, Everybody should show up. If you're doing a traditional mastermind like uh, uh, Andrew Carnegie and Henry Ford used to do, is you show up with your biggest obstacle. You show up with your biggest opportunity, right? Like, hey, man, I'm trying to grow this, but uh, Facebook's not letting me spend more money. Or I'm trying to do this, but I don't understand e-commerce at that level. This is my big problem, right? So you, co you bring your biggest obstacle, obstacle that collectively the group or the leader helps solve. You bring your biggest opportunity. Hey man, I got this client that wants to order, you know, 500,000 things for me, but I don't have the book. How do I get it all done? Okay. Collectively you solve the biggest opportunity. And the third thing you bring is your biggest breakthrough. So if you go to a mastermind, you do it again with your buddies, you follow the simple format, you hit them up with an email two weeks before and say, Hey guys, this is what we're going to do. This time we're going to bring our biggest obstacle and we're all going to solve it. We're going to bring our biggest opportunity. We're all going to empower it. And we're going to share our biggest breakthrough in the last 90 days that can help the group grow. You do that completely different environment. Right. Let me ask you this, Dean, when it comes down to that first point, I, I want to dissect what you just mentioned here. The yeah. first point you made, and I just want to let you know, I'm writing all this shit down, by the <laughs> way. Uh, I, I take notes every time you mentioned creating a culture of giving your best, right? Um, when it comes to that, not everyone has the mindset of a win-win world, right? So I feel like people are reserved in that sense. Yeah. Um, what could you say to help people understand that there is a freaking abundance? Um, everything we want is already here. And it's just, we're in this scarcity mindset where, you know, we have to feel like we need to hold back our best yeah, and yeah. only give the good, right? So here's the thing. I have masterminds that I attend. I have masterminds that I hold and I have groups that I meet with a couple times a year. Uh, people that are just buddies, my peers, um, so everybody you would know, some great people we meet in groups. And here's the thing, like favors like, like what I only want to be in a group where everybody in there is open sharing. And what we've had through the years, I'm going to Puerto Rico in two weeks. And we got some great people there. My buddy, Brendan Burchard and Russell Brunson, um, uh, Jenna Kutcher, um, uh, Rachel Hollis, who's killing it right now. Her, her husband, Dave Hollis, Rachel, Rachel had the number two best-selling book in the world last year behind Michelle Obama. Like we got some great people in this group. We are all a group. We can't wait to go there and share like, holy crap, I just sold a million books. This is how I did it. Oh my God, I just broke a record on stage. I did the, Tony and I last year did the biggest launch in internet history. When I go two weeks, I'm given the blueprint on how I did it. Like legit, not like, oh, here's how I kind of did it. Like, no guys, listen to me. The world is ready for this way to launch this. The world is ready for self-education. The world is ready. Let me tell you how we impacted, you know, 20,000 lives in two weeks. I don't hold anything back, but neither does everybody else. But guess what? Over the last three years, that group meeting, we meet twice a year, people have come and they're not there anymore because they came 
And they're like, oh no, this is crazy sharing. And you know what? We're exponentially passing all the people that are afraid. Those that are holding tight to the shelf, self, yeah, okay, you're at 2 million a year. You've been at 2 million a year for 10 freaking years. You want to get to 50 million a year, 100 million a year? Start sharing, start learning, get in groups, get self-education. Stop pretending you know it all. Stop being close to the chest. It's just simple as that. I, I look at the people, I'm, I'm blessed to have some really successful friends. Everyone I know is in the self-education. Everyone I know reads books. Everyone I know gets in the masterminds. Everyone goes and plays the students. Every one of them is sharing and giving. And uh, that's who I want to surround myself with. And that's, that's the cool part about self-education. Now, when you have the opportunity to share what you know, we live in such a great world to contact people because Facebook and YouTube collect so much of our data that we can find the ideal person that we want to teach and get paid from right? If you're great at anything, if you're great at, you know, uh, painting houses, if you're great at cutting hair, if you're great at marketing, you could figure out what lights you up, what you're good at, and then attract only the people that want that exact thing. So, um, I just think, you know, social media and everything we do is, it's got its downfalls, but when you use it rather than it using you, it's, it's got so many great benefits. It's huge. It's huge. And you want to know what, I want to just give you guys credit, you and Tony for what you did the last time around. And I know it's going to be even bigger oh, this time. You. Like you guys broke the internet and there were no Kardashian <laughs> butts involved or yeah, anything exactly. of that nature. So I really love that. And in, I'm going to ask you this question, trying to gauge the importance of being in masterminds for anyone that's tuned into this. You mentioned how many you've been a part of, how much money you've spent to be a part of them. You've done your own. What do you feel like is your biggest takeaway from a mastermind? Maybe it's recently, maybe it's been in the past, but like if you could only identify one thing that was like, wow, that really drastically changed my life or my business or my relationships. Okay. So, um, you know, I wrote the book, the underdog advantage, right? You know, cause we talked about it, right? So, I haven't been an underdog in a long time. I feel blessed, right? Uh, I, I will, if I didn't want to ever work a day in my life, I, I'd be just fine. Uh, this is all about impact where I'm at in my life. And so would Tony. Like Tony, believe me, he, he never has to work again. He's, all, he's obsessed with impacting as many lives as he can before he leaves this earth, right? But I work really hard to keep an underdog mindset. But still, I'm not the underdog anymore. I, 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 I'm just not, right? But I hustle hard. I try to keep that. I told you before, I literally play like I'm 10 points down. Tony and I are going live again on February 27th. Last year, we did the biggest online training in the history of the world. You're right, with no butts, no fan, <laughs> just, just like impact, right? We did the biggest launch in internet history. We're going again live on the 27th. That's why I'm doing podcasts. I'm working like... I want to match that or go bigger. I'm not going to just say, oh, last year was big. This year will be good. Hell no. I traveled. I was in four four states in the last three days doing podcasts and getting people engaged. I'm hustling, right? But let me just tell you to back up a little bit. I love being in masterminds because I've gotten the biggest breakthroughs in my business ever. But the one thing, and nobody's ever asked me this question, man, and it's taken me a moment to get the, the best answer. The best answer is this. I usually learn from a younger version of myself who still is the underdog, who's hungry and hustling and has to make it work. And they figure out a marketing strategy out of pure freaking need. Like if I didn't figure out this marketing strategy, I don't eat. If I didn't figure out this marketing strategy, my business goes out. Though that is where brilliance is formed. If you got your back up against the wall, congratulations. That's when you find blessings. That's when you find breakthroughs. That's when you make shit work. When you're born with privilege, how many people do you know that, you know, have a trust fund? Are they hustling and changing the world? No, they're usually doing too many drugs and fucking their life up, right? right. How many people get lotto? They hit lotto. How many of them keep it? Like it's just, it's like what? 18% of people who hit lotto actually keep it. Why? Because they had resources and they're not resourceful. When I go to masterminds, I'll find somebody resourceful as shit. They're pounding, they're grinding. And when they tell me in their $2 million business, I apply it to my $100 million business and it's bam, freaking lightning. And until you experience that, until you know that you could run masterminds, you could be a part of masterminds, until you understand it, it just seems like this, well, really, is it helpful? Maybe I should go get my master's degree. It's like, no, screw that. You know, what do they say? The the person goes back for a master's degree, it takes three years and tens of thousands of dollars and you get like a 7.5% raise if you're lucky. Like, no, spend a weekend in a mastermind with someone who's changing lives and learn what you need, get specialized knowledge and then go imply it, you know, go apply it on Monday. Right. Like anyway, I, I of course get passionate over this, but, um, 
that's what I've learned from masterminds. I love that. So what do you and Tony got going on on the 27th? Let's dive into this. Let, let, yeah. let's talk. And from a high level perspective, I know I, I want people to tune into this. I don't want people to, to get everything from this show, but from a high level perspective, what do you guys yeah, got yeah. going on? So here's the thing. We are in, Tony and I have been friends for a long time. Self-education saved both of our lives. We got together and said, self-education is becoming the new norm. Let's give people the gold standard blueprint on how to be in it. It's an industry heading towards a billion dollars a day. I mean, it is exponentially growing faster than one of the fastest growing industries in the world. So people are saying, like we said before, no college. I don't want to learn through my trial and error. I want to cut a check to someone to allow me to go faster. And the world is realizing you don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be an expert for 20 years. You got to be just one chapter or one year or five years ahead of someone who's starting fresh, right? So we know this is happening. And Tony and I said, why don't we create the perfect formula, the, the mindset? Who's, who's better? I mean, legit. Who's better at mindset in the world than Tony Robbins? Can you agree with me? I, I've, I've listened to them all. He got me to walk on fire, so uh, okay, we, we me can too. go with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that guy, so, so Tony giving you the mindset that's unstoppable. In the middle, the tactics, between the two of us, we've been doing events and masterminds and being in the self-education industry over 60 years. So we took, we took decades and condensed it into the greatest course ever created to know how to run a mastermind, to run a workshop, to create a community, to do an online group training on Zoom. How do you extract what you know, feel confident about it, how to design what to teach, attract the person. And my marketing, I think, is Tony is great as the best speaker on the planet. I think not many people are better at marketing than me. Uh, I teach the market on how to attract and use social media to find those perfect people and then how to run it, get paid, make an impact, do it over again. So Tony and I obsessed on it last year, the biggest training ever. Now we got a whole nother year under our belt and we're fired up to go live on the 27th and show the world why all of us, if you're ready for another level, you're ready for a transition, you're ready to bolt on a new income in your life, you want to make more impact impact, change the world. Even if you're not the expert, show you how to be the reporter of other people's expertise. If any of that sounds even remotely intriguing, then we, we um, I know my team gave me a, a URL that we created for you, Matt, called mattskbb.com. I'm sure you'll have it on the page or whatever, but my team put it in front of me. So I'm going to say it at mattskbb.com. You can register for the event. It's February 27th. We'll be live. Uh, last year we had 400,000 people register, 200,000 people showed up. The 200,000 people who didn't show up emailed us like insane for the next two weeks saying, please go live again. I heard it was great. Unfortunately, we go live once a year and uh, it's going to be pretty spectacular. We're going to show people how to enter this industry heading towards a billion a day, how to impact lives, how to generate new revenue, how to do it over and over again. It's, uh, it's going to be spectacular. I think it'll be the, I think we'll beat last year. It'll be the biggest training ever. And uh, we got one day to do it. That's huge. That, and listen, I, I already know that you guys absolutely crushed it last time around. And um, I, I always get the question, like, how do you start a mastermind? How do you do this? And like, this is the absolute perfect opportunity. So when your team reached out, like I was really thrilled to be able to amplify. Oh, this that's awesome, because, dude. Yeah. This is, listen, the answers are out there, right? Uh, success leaves clues. Clearly you, you said it <laughs> earlier and this is, this is the perfect example, but out of total curiosity, Dean, I didn't have the opportunity to ask you this last yeah. time. How did you and Tony first meet? Uh, a mutual friend. So, so I'll give you the, the backstory, man. Tony changed my life 25 years ago. He just didn't know me. Uh, you know, again, before podcasts and interviews and iTunes, the, the only place you could. Uh, so think about this. You have that great bookshelf behind you. Um, I was dying for next level. I had a couple mentors in my town that were older. I call them mentors now. They were just older guys. I picked their brains. I didn't even know to call them a mentor back then. Right. And I was dying for more information because I knew my parents worked hard and didn't have anything and struggled. And then I watched this infomercial 25 years ago. It's Tony Robbins. And I buy his course and it changed my life. Like legit, like all the stuff that this, like these inner voices that I used to think if I tell somebody to tell me I was crazy, Tony just like spoke to me and I believed every word he said. And my life literally transformed. I remember writing in my journal, uh, someday I want to meet this guy and just thank him. And uh, um, so I went a lot of years just admiring him. And then within a couple of years, I did my own infomercial because he took my money, changed my life. I'm like, that's a damn good business. I want to take people's money and change their life. And that's how I got into the, that's how I got into this world, man. 22 years ago, I did my first infomercial. So all these years go by and now I got, you know, the number one infomercial on TV. It's 15 years later. Um, uh, yeah, about 15, maybe 16, 17 years later, I got the number one infomercial on TV. I'm cranking. My business is doing almost the numbers that Tony's business is doing. And a mutual friend hooked us up. And the truth is, man, I'm not kidding you. If someone said you could, 15 years ago, if someone said you could meet anybody in the world, 
alive or dead, who would it be? Would have been Tony Robbins. Just to say thanks, dude, man. You saved my life, bro. I, I just wanted to give him a hug. Um, and anyway, a friend introduced us. We were supposed to meet for a half hour and we ended up spending like nine hours together. We had so much in common. His dad, my mom were the same person. We talked about all our funny roads. We talked about our first event. Mine, I thought 500 people were showing up and five did. His first event, he thought 303 showed up. And we just had this great dialogue and legit, we've been friends ever since. Uh, that was about 10 years ago. And then a couple of years ago, we just decided, you know, let's, uh, let's make self-education the new norm. Let's let people see there's another path. They don't have to to be stuck where they're at. They don't have to learn through their own trial now. We can get people to extract what they know. Like our, a couple of our biggest goals are, are just that, is within a few years, people are going to be looking like, well, what's your self-education? Where'd you get specialized knowledge? We also want to make it that if you die with knowledge in your head, if you went through a tough time and came out on the other side, you have an experience, you have a skill. If you die and don't share it, you should feel guilty because the world needs what you've learned. You spent 10, 20 years figuring it out. There's somebody starting at day one and they need you. And they're willing to pay you. So we want to make people feel, uh, feel guilty if they don't share their knowledge. So we got together, decided, and I think we built the, the true gold standard process system and blueprint to uh, make self-education a new norm. And that's why we're excited. 27, we're going to rock the house. Oh, 100%. 100%. So you asked, or you, you said that if you were asked, who would you meet if they were dead or alive? You said you would have pick Tony. What's the answer to that question today? I mean, you're, you're already friends with Tony. You've already met Branson. Uh, you have an amazing mastermind group with Lewis and all these other amazing individuals. So like, what's the answer to that today? Mm. Really good question. You know what? If I could go talk to anybody, I would go back. I'd have my grandmother. I would talk to my grandmother. She was one of my uh, early inspirations. My, my parents got married and divorced a lot, nine times by the time I was like 20. So I was always all over the place. And she was just the center of like she grounded me she, like whenever they were going crazy and doing stupid shit I went and lived at grandma's house and she was always the one listen she told me I was gorgeous every day of my life even when I was a buck tooth <laughs> terrible haircut little kid and I felt insecure she told me on a regular basis I can do anything I want don't believe anybody else is a woman who never went past seventh grade and she was one of the smartest people I've ever met she inspired me she motivated me she loved me unconditionally and I'd love to sit with her now and let her see what I've done she's been gone for about 15 years well, I know she's proud of you. That's for damn sure. I mean, uh, you've been able to accomplish a shit ton thus far. And I know you're obviously still going because that's why you're doing all these podcasts. That's why you're launching yeah. programs like this. It's freaking phenomenal. Dean, you did something that I really admire. You've done a lot that I really admire. But you just mentioned that when 20 plus years ago, um, you saw that infomercial that Tony did and you said, all right, I'm going to do this, right? Yeah. So I want to tie this into how powerful the 27th and this program really is. You saw something working, you applied it to your life. Now, my question to you is, what do you feel like are the top three traits or characteristics of a successful um, business person or a successful anyone really? Um, clearly, you exemplified the, the fact that you were able to identify something working and apply it to yourself. That may be one, that may, may not be one, but I'm curious what you feel like those top three are. Okay, really great. So I'm going to go back to kind of what I said before, but it's true. It's always working on your mindset. So okay. as, as crazy as that sounds, and maybe in your 20s, you're like, yeah, yeah, come on, Dean, give me that marketing hook. How, how'd you, how do you sell so much? How are you good on camera? How do you write the book? Listen, you know what gets me through? I, I was lucky enough to be successful cutting firewood, fixing wrecked cars. I did it with apartments. I bought rundown apartments and I had 25 apartments by the time I was 22 years old. I bought raw land for no money down, subdivided and built houses. Made my first million bucks subdividing houses. I'm 26 years old. I became a millionaire. Um, uh, I had a tow truck company. I did an infomercial. I'm a multiple New York Times bestselling author. Sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm going to tell you why I'm saying I, I've done some of the biggest live events around the world. I did the biggest launch in internet history. No one's even close to what Tony and I did. People are always like, man, how do you have all these successes? It's because I have an unstoppable mindset. Am I stressed in between this? Hell yes. Have I failed more than any of you could ever imagine? And it might sound easy at this place now, but I've had sleepless nights. I threw up blood for two weeks straight because I was so stressed about all this shit. Like, but what the, 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 the underlying factor and the reason I'm successful is because I have to obsess on working on my mindset. You can't go to an event. You can't read one book and think you're going to be unstoppable. Life sucks you back in. Listen, if you want to be in good shape, you can't go to the gym over for, a, you can't go to the gym for a weekend, work out like an animal and expect to be in shape for a year. 
You fall back to old habits. Your arms get skinny. Your, your gut gets fat. It's the same thing with your mind. If you're not feeding your mind personal development, success strategies, learning from other people, man, it is so easy to fall back to the version that your parents created. Listen, I love my parents, but I don't want, to, I don't want the results they have. I, 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 I support both of them since I'm in my 20s. I send both my parents a check every single week. I buy both of them a car every three years. I pay for their vacations. I pay for anything they need. They need surgery. They need something done. I've been taking care of them forever. Great people, but they never worked on themselves. They never worked on their mindset. They've also had nine marriages and they've had a lot of sadness in their life. And I bought them 25 years ago. I bought my whole family, the Tony Robbins course. I bought 10 of them after I went through it. I bought my parents individually, my sister, my five best friends, my cousin. You know how many of them went through it? Boom. Really? And now I make... You know, I make more by nine o'clock in the morning than all of them combined all year. Like it's, it's, and, and, and I don't mean to use that like, oh, look at me. I'm so cool. And that's just, that information made me bulletproof. So the first thing for success is you got to work on your mindset. The second thing is what everybody does wrong is you got to, and we, we know this, but you, you got to learn marketing. Marketing and sales is the oxygen to every single company. We get so obsessed on how we're going to set it up and what our logo looks like and what company we're going to do and what should our business card be and what should our name be and, and we work on And that's great. Make something so great that you're proud of it. But once it's done, your whole life has to be obsessed on marketing. Obsessed. And you got to know the both sides. You got to know the science and the art. Right? You could be great on camera. You have no idea what are the, do I do YouTube, Instagram, Facebook? You need the delivery system. So you got to understand or get somebody else to help you with the science, the delivery system. And then you got to work on your art that people, we have a million videos. If you're going to do a video, why would somebody stop on yours? That's the art. Keep right. working on it. Have, so number two is have marketing stamina. One is mindset. Two is marketing stamina. Third, just Cut the learning curve. Stop the bullshit. Learn from someone who's already been there. Cut the check. Get in the mastermind. Go to the workshop. Do the online training. And if you have a skill, be the person providing that. That's the game changer. That's what changes the world. And that's what gets you going faster. Right. Now, Dean, how were you able to create such momentum in your life when you were just beginning? And I know I'm kind of bouncing all over here. That's right. I, could, I love it. I love it. Dude. I could talk to you for days, man. I, I really <laughs> appreciate this. Um, how were you able to create momentum in your life at such a young age? I mean, considering your background, considering your past, right? Your, you know, your upbringing, I should say, versus like becoming a millionaire by 26. That, that's massive. So how, and I want to tie this into actually what we're discussing here, right? I mean, we're talking about people going into debt for the traditional education system. When you come out, okay, you might be on a high for a little bit. You graduate, you get the degree, you might be on a high for a little bit, get your first job. But then when Sally Mae comes around looking for that check saying, hey, you owe this, like that's a momentum stopper, right? Yep. So in your personal experience, how were you able to create that momentum? And maybe you even, you even felt some type of way that your friends were going to University of yeah. Miami or wherever, right? Yeah. Uh, a couple of things, man. Really good question. I, I was unwilling to settle. Uh, it, it, that's just what came to my mind. Like, man, and maybe I had something to prove because everybody, you know, I was underestimated, you know, told I wouldn't make it, wasn't smart enough. Teachers told me I was dumb because I had dyslexia and couldn't read. Maybe I had a, I, I was never, I was never arrogant, just so you know. I was never like, I never had a chip on my shoulder, like, screw you. Um, but on the inside, I felt that way. Like, my, my high school yearbook quote was, like, you don't hear me now, but someday you'll hear me roar. Some, some shit like that. I that's find huge. It. But, it, but that's, my, that's in my yearbook from 1986. I graduated wow. high school in 86. Wow, it's a long time ago. Um, but it said, <laughs> you know, you don't see me now, but someday you will. And I just had that. Like, man, I just believed I could. I, you got you to gotta create a compelling belief the, the biggest thing that'll hold you back, man, I wish I could have changed mine even better. The biggest thing that'll hold you back is the belief you have around what you can achieve. And I know people go, I think I could be a millionaire or I think I could do a hundred grand a year. And that's what they get. They want a hundred grand a year. They'll find a way to get it. I just wasn't unwilling to settle. Um, I don't like to fail. I love to learn. I don't give up. Um, I'm tenacious. And I just believe most people quit on the five yard line and they don't realize that just a little bit more effort puts them in the end zone. And, and you know what that we go, let's go back. Success leaves clues. When you start having the first thing, when everybody said, you're freaking crazy, you're going to open up your own collision center. You don't have money. You don't have this and you do it you're like, Oh shit. And then you do something else. Oh shit. And then you fail miserably and you learn from it and you get back up and go back at it again. You get smarter, wiser. Listen, if you had a million failures, if you feel, felt that you procrastinated, you felt like you 
picked the wrong partner, you did wrong things. That is just part of your success journey. It's actually building the the tenaciousness you need to make it a reality. So no, I failed as many as any of you. Those failures are part of the steps because what I believe, and I've said this before, but there's like a success auditor. Like you got to fail and go through the shit. You don't get to be the millionaire, the hundred millionaire, whatever you want to call it without going through the shit. I think in today's world, we're all looking for the instant gratification. Like I tried this online thing. It doesn't work. Damn, I got to be stuck in the job. You might have to try 20 online things and you got to keep going. And when everybody says you're crazy, internally, you got to say, screw you. You want to tell me I'm crazy? Watch what I do. And then the last thing is we overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in five. Just stay at it. Keep your head down. Set goals. Learn from the right people. Focus on solutions. Success leaves clues. All the shit that you think isn't important, it's actually the important stuff and keep going. I didn't know personal development really well in my 20s, but I did have those traits. Like I I had a complete fear of being broke, man, because you said I talked about it in the last last episode, what the definition of success was. My parents weren't in control of their life. Uncle Sam was, the bills were, the rent being due, the paying, like everybody else was in control of their life. Man, hell no, was I going to let that happen to me. Right. I love that, man. And I appreciate you sharing that and being transparent with us as always. And Dean, I do want to respect your time. I didn't have the opportunity to ask you this question the last time around. So I'm going to squeeze this out of you here. You've been on plenty of stages. You've wrote plenty of books. Like you said, New York Times bestseller, masterminds, all this program still to this day. If you could only give one piece of universal advice for the rest of your life, what are you going to tell people? Wow. That's a really, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I don't mean to touch back on what I already said, but I would have to fall back on the only thing standing between you and where you want to go is the story you tell yourself on why you can or can't have it. And as simple as that advice is, and you've heard it a million times, I'm going to, I'm going to beg you to hear it right now for the first time ever and say, let's just say, and I hate using that term, but everybody says, I want to be a millionaire. Maybe you already are, but let's just say if I if you had a sentence that said, I could be a millionaire in 18 months, but, and whatever that story is after that, but I live in the wrong area, but my, I got a job that eats up all my time, but it takes money to make money, but my wife doesn't support me, but my husband thinks I'm insane. That's the thing that's actually stopping you from reaching your goal. Not what you think it is. It's not the president. It's not our economy. It's not where you live. It's not where you grew up. It's not your education. And and you can just prove it wrong. Go Google John Paul DeGiorgio or Richard Branson or Sarah Blakely or Ariana Huffington. Google someone that's successful and get their real story. You'll see they were in the same shit place you were. You know what they shifted? They shifted their thought pattern. They shifted their mindset and they created a new story. Create a new story. Change your life. Simple as that. I love that. I appreciate you, Dean. Now, obviously, we already talked about the 27th. We have that coming up. You're always working. What else do you have going on? You just came out with the book. We talked about that. That's still yep. out. I'm going to make sure all of your social handles and stuff like that are in the show notes. Yep, great. You have, you have anything else going on right now? I do. Um, uh, I'm going to be a dad again in nine oh, weeks. Shit. That's right. 50, that's right. At, 50, at 51, I'm going to be a dad again and I can't wait. And my, wife wants, and my wife wants five. So I got to keep my ass in shape. I might need to hire another <laughs> health coach. I had a promise I'd go to 100. So no, I'm having a baby, which is amazing. We just moved in our new office where we're at right now. Uh, I moved in a new house this year. I got married this early this year. I got married. We're having a baby. Or last year I got married. Uh, this year we're having a baby. Um, so that, that keeps us busy. I just released my book. I released my journal about a two months before that. Um, right now though, legit, my whole life is about the launch and the, the, the training and the blueprint Tony and I are going to share on the 27th. I don't ever want to let people down. We over delivered last year. The world thanked us and there's no way I'm going to let anybody down. So that my complete focus for the next, you know, 40 days or so is, uh, the, uh, the, the, the live training we're doing on the 27th. It's going to be amazing. I love it. I'm excited for it. And listen, Dean, I might have to bring you back a third time to talk relationships. <laughs> All right, brother. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge topic right now. I got I you on that you. one because no one's screwed him up as much as me and no one's done it as right as I'm doing it now. I got, I got the love of my life and I'm making it better every day. So that'll be our next time. We, we just talked about how important it is to be around people and talk to people that have already done it, you know? So I appreciate that. I appreciate you hopping back on here. Excited for the 2017. All right, man. Talk to you soon. 
And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, directly from Dean Graciosi himself. Now, right out of the gate, I want to let you know that this opportunity, February 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, 5 p.m. Pacific, is a once-in-a-lifetime free, totally free, 99 online trading. When I say free 99, it's just joking. I mean, there's no 99 involved. There's literally no numbers. Free is, actually, I guess there is some numbers, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0 to infinity. That's what it costs for you to be a part of this. To reserve your seat, all you have to do is head over to the show notes of this episode you could do so right now just by scrolling up or down or sideways whichever way you have to scroll to get to the show notes click on mattskbb.com sign up very simply reserve your seat no credit cards no nothing of that nature join tony robbins dean graciosi jenna kutcher russell brunson and myself as i will also be there as a part of it i will not be hosting it or being a special guest but i'll be joining everyone else that's a part of this amazing training and i'm really excited for it i'm really excited to be able to amplify it to all of you that are tuned into this right now Of course, you could also check out Dean's social media links in the show notes, his website. You can grab his book, The Underdog Advantage, his new journal. Check out his podcast. The list goes on. He's a great dude. I'm really excited to be able to share all of these resources with you because I know they will help you level up your life as they have done so for me and many, and I shouldn't even say many, I should say countless amounts of other individuals that have taken advantage of such offers. So again, check out Dean on social, his book, The Free Online Training with Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, Jenna Kutcher and himself all through the show notes of this episode. And as always, I want to talk about a few points that really stood out to me during this. And I actually went through to make some content out of these points. I'm really excited to be able to pump that out, but we're just going to talk about them here. Number one is maintaining an underdog advantage. That was the first episode we recorded with Dean. So again, if you haven't had the opportunity to be able to check that out, that should be the next one up on your queue because it was really, really powerful. And I actually just put out a piece of content along those lines because Dean inspired me to. I wanted to make sure that I was reporting on his insights and his experience and his wisdom and being able to amplify it to the people that follow me that may not follow him. So maintain an underdog mentality. I'm actually putting out a full episode on this with our roundtable team in the upcoming week. So make sure you're tuned in for that. Secondly, the power of masterminds is literally indescribable to say the least. In 2019, my team and I had a mastermind group going and man, we really kicked each other into gear when we needed to. We were there to support each other when we needed to. To say the least, the people that you're in proximity with is an absolute game changer. And that was the first time I was ever in a mastermind. And of course, I did a few others, but they were never consistent. It was kind of like one-offs. This one was consistent. Man, we were meeting every single Sunday night. In fact, we deem the term Sunday night group because people saw us meeting every single Sunday, no matter what holiday was coming up, no matter what holiday it was, like we were always there. And don't get me wrong, a few of us missed some days. We had speaking engagements, we had travel to do, we had family to see, we had shit going on. But every single Sunday we found a way to meet, whether it was over Zoom, whether it was in person, which was 90% of the time, we even brought other people in. It is so powerful to be in a mastermind and what's going down on February 27th is going to teach you the ins and outs of mastermind. So I do want to throw that out there. Yet another reason for you to tune into that. And again, you could do so by heading over to the show notes of this episode. Lastly, Dean talks about the biggest thing that will ever hold you back. The biggest thing that will ever hold you back is what's in between your two ears and what you're telling yourself up there. And that right there is exactly how you build tenacity. Now, I'm going to give you the time stamp to be able to go back and listen to this because I don't want to coin Dean's terms here. I want you to go back to 40 minutes and 19 seconds of this episode that you're listening to right now and restart the episode from there because what he says right there is a multi, if not million, billion, if not million, billion dollar mindset. And that right there is how you can do whatever it is you want in life. I'm so serious. I really want you to go back to 40 minutes and 19 seconds of this episode and re-listen to the episode from there. I could give you more timestamps, but this is the first time I'm ever doing that. I'm giving you the call to action to do that. I really want you to learn the biggest thing that could ever hold you back, which is what Dean says at that point of this episode. So again, I'm going to recap that. Dean talks about... Maintaining an underdog mentality. He talks about the power of masterminds. He talks about the biggest thing that will ever hold you back on top of a million and one other amazing points he made. Those were the three that resonated with me the most. Like I said, you could check out Dean on social through the show notes of this episode. Grab his book. Join us on February 27th for the live training that's totally free. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.